Last night, people protesting in Now, letting people talk, you have a big power. How do we build a movement that allows us to respond to all the names that people don't know? People begin to think it's isolated. That's the problem. We're not angry enough. This is Life After the Impact, a podcast for impacted families by impacted families. The focus is on what happens after the media, the lawyers, and the activists are gone. When the cameras are gone, people leave. We have to beat up for each other. Impacted families are left to face the loss of a loved one to police sponsored violence. We will focus on their continued fight for justice and how we can get involved. I tell families, you know, fight. Everybody can do something that you don't have to sit home and feel helpless and hopeless. We gotta stop loud people to talk about our power. That's the thing. They change overnight. But we gotta start somewhere. Might as well go ahead and try here. We didn't. People pictures of of your of your child's obituary. Mm-hmm. Let them see why you won't give up. That's mm-hmm. it. That's also oh 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 they they've gotten them in the mail. They've gotten them dropped off at their office. Because y'all don't remember who Amir Lock is. They can tell yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I said, keep doing whatever you need to do when something comes up in your city. And that's the thing. Our the, one problem is everybody's problem. That's right. And, and 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 in order for them to stop doing what they're doing, you know, they're they're pushing this movement that is consisting of really strong people strong people with voices and we're not going to tire we're not going to let in we're going to let up we're not going to shut up and that's yeah. what i told you day one i'm not shutting up at all even if it's just you one person told me sometimes if you even do it on your own you have the biggest voice i'm i could just stand outside by myself and shout justice for a mere lock and it's gonna rain because i'm his mother right. so and and like i said we are boots on the ground. Boots on the ground means, you know what? Like I told them that day when they said, we are not going to charge him. I said, y'all did y'all job. Now I'm about to do mine. And that's what I've been doing ever since. Good evening, you guys. Good evening. My name is Latoya Benton, and this is Life After the Impact. I am the mother of Xavier Hill, who was killed by two Virginia State Police officers on January the 9th, 2021. Um, Tonight, our mom will be joined with Roxanne, but she is uh, absent tonight. But I am joined tonight by the lovely Mrs. Tan, Tan, Tan Hall. Do you want to go ahead and give a brief introduction of who you are? Yes. Hi. Thank you for having me. And thank you for the work you guys are doing in uh, your son's name. Um, My son, Miles Hall. Uh, was shot and killed on June 2nd, 2019 um, by Walnut Creek police um, while experiencing a mental health episode. And um, yeah, so I'm I'm really just trying to take, he was 23 years old, African-American, and I'm trying to take out now the work, the work that I've been doing now is just to decriminalize mental illness because 
of the way that um, people with mental health challenges are treated and we shouldn't have to use police as resources. So that's why I've created the Miles Hall Foundation to honor him. So just real fast, we're talking about the Miles Hall Foundation, um, because I don't want to touch too much on what happened with Miles without kind of like touching like too much off with Miles, because people, uh, y'all can look it up. Um, just like any other story, they're online as well. And to not make this mom have to re-experience that same trauma again, because I'm not going to have her go through that. You can please look the story up. I just realized her son um, was killed in, a, in an instant of a mental health crisis. So we're going to kind of just like leave it like that. Um, however, moving forward, uh, let's talk about one as far as legislation is concerned. Um, a lot of people will say, you know, hey, um, I've had a family member tell me, why do we keep fighting when we can't change the system? Do you believe that? Do I believe that? Why do we keep saying that again? About keep why fighting? Why do we keep fighting and we can't change the system? Well, the thing is that you, you can change the system if you keep fighting. <laughs> so so that's, that, that's, that's the thing that, you know, with when Miles was killed, we live in a, in a very um, white community and there hadn't been a police shooting in seven years here. Mm. And when Miles was shot and killed, I didn't understand where the outrage was. There was no outrage here. Mm. Like, you know, my black son was killed here and he wasn't a criminal and why was there no media coverage when you so say for, here where did this happen at? so it was in walnut creek california and yes. um like i said it's the more affluent um areas it's it's um i think maybe percentage of black people that live here is maybe four percent oh. it's very low um but we had to create our almost like black lives matter here throughout our community and the thing, the thing that I saw here was that my black son was people stood up for him and it didn't matter what race they were, right? Because we had, we had to create that though. We had to create the momentum in the, in the city that like this happened here and in Walnut Creek and, and it just goes to show you it could happen anywhere. It doesn't so did matter. You get, uh, did y'all get the media exposure that most cases or some cases get it all with Miles's case or no? No, we didn't get any. So that was where we kind of, you know, we started going to all the city council meetings, um, the two meetings a month. Um, we just really mobilized our community. Um, I had friends that started a, or like a kind of like a Facebook page. That's kind of how it started. It was called FOSATH, Friends of Scott, Alexis and Ton Hall. Okay. Um, so they started that. And, and then kind of one by one, it got bigger. So as my friends saw that I wanted to fight, they were right there with me. So, you know, showing up to city council meetings, a lot of people I didn't know were, were also active, you know, activists and, and, and trying to demand something from Walnut Creek. And one thing, one thing is that the officers right after Miles was shot and killed within 10 days, they were allowed to go back on duty. Wow. So, you know, my, my son was killed by police while experiencing a mental health episode and they had knowledge of it and they still came with guns. Wow. So, so that's really, you know, Miles didn't need a, a response that involved police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what did you guys look for at Concrete here? It's like you say, he needed a response by the police. I know you've been doing a lot of work on the ground as far as getting a different response when these things do happen. 
Um, can you kind of elaborate on the Miles Hall, a Miles Hall Foundation? Yeah, no, absolutely. So we are a 501c3 um, nonprofit. So um, we, our mission is basically um, to prevent, to um, educate communities about mental illness and um, protect those most impacted by excessive use of force by law enforcement. So our goals are that police won't show up to mental health calls because again, it's the criminalization. We don't need police at all when you don't need, when, when you so, have someone in a mental health emergency. Mm-hmm. Many times, you know, these police officers only have eight to 10 hours of training and mental, mental health experience. And, you know, our demand with the foundation, with the work we're doing is that we have a non-police response to mental health calls. So something that's happened in our state in California is um, I'm, nationally there's a there's a number called 988. 988. So, 988. Do you have that number to flash on the screen or a, a flyer at all to flash on the screen? People can see that at all. You can keep talking, Miss Tom. Yeah, yeah. So 988 um, was mandated. Um, I think in 2019, and it's it's a number. So it used to be a suicide prevention hotline number, and it used to be at like an 800 number that was really long. And what the, the changes for nationally for every state, now every state has a 988 number. Wow. So what will happen in most in most states is you have the ability to text, you'll have the ability to chat. And, and every state's different in, in the functionalities and how in-depth it is. Um, so that, that's great. That's a good thing to have uh-huh. because it helps people mostly in suicide prevention. Okay. So what happened was in right after my son was killed, I was looking everywhere. I was trying to find like resources. Um, and I was, and I, so one thing, you know, when you're out there and boots on the ground is you need to talk to your legislators. Yes. You need to talk to your city council. You yes. need to talk to your board of supervisors. You, so we, what we did is we started door knocking on, on legislators saying, hey, we want to set up meetings. You know, my son was murdered, was killed, murdered by police. And, and, you know, he was unarmed. He had a, he had a, he did have a, a garden tool he was holding that he thought was the staff from God, but he wasn't brandishing it towards anybody. Okay. So, so we found the right legislator her name's Re- Assemblywoman Rebecca Barakan, and she's in Orinda, California. And she basically, you know, she was like, you know, what, well, what would have, what would have been helpful? And I said, well, what would have been helpful is that we didn't have to call the police. That's right. If we had a number that we could have called uh-huh. because, you know, that number would have would have saved miles. We would have had the right response. So what is happening here in California is with now with 988 as a national number. In California, um, we've created assembly bills called the Miles Hall Lifeline Act and Suicide Prevention. And what that is is that people will have a number to call, but in California, you'll also have a mobile crisis unit that will come out that mm. has trained professionals. So it'll That's have, mm. yeah, so it'll have um, a peer, someone who mm. might understand, someone who's having mental illness. Oh. Um, it'll have a trained professional, a trained mental health professional. So while someone, my son had schizoaffective disorder, 
And what that is, is you have delusions and hallucinations. Um, so when, when the police came and responded, within 30 seconds, they were screaming and yelling him at him. You don't do that when someone's in a mental health don't, episode. Don't. And, and, you know, Miles thought he was God. So he was in a, in a state that oh. he just needed someone to understand and, like, right. give him compassion and right. say, hey, man, you know, it's okay, you're God. Or, you know what I mean? Like, just talk to him, like on his level mm-hmm. and that's the tr- police are not trying to do that but shooting guns yeah tyler and guns right. fire like that that's not gonna help out at all period no and they're coming they're coming with they're armed right so the response is they're trained to kill yeah but my my but the response for people with mental health challenges is they don't need a response like that they need a compassionate response so that's what ab 988 the miles hall lifeline act and suicide prevention is geared to do it's going to set that caller up. So for myself, I call 911. I need help. They're going to, for one, I don't need to call 911. I call 988. And they're now going to send a, a, a unit that is, is um, like I said, has a right response. Now, if someone called 988 outside of California, what happens? Yeah, so 988, it's, it's a national thing. So everybody, every state has 988. So what will happen is they can call and it will support that person in their crisis. So if someone's having suicidal ideation, it'll they'll have someone that they can talk to that will give them resources to help them. So it's very- That's It's not the police. It's still the police, right? The police are still, and all the other states are still coming. Um, and also, you know, right now in California, it's not fully developed yet. So many times you might call 988 and you're still going to get the police. Like it's, 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 it was in, it's been a, almost a year now that it's been a law, but as we know, laws take time to implement. To develop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the good thing with the difference, the, the really good thing um, that California is doing, it's along with five other states, is that because of 988, there's a whole telecom, right? So you have the whole um, telecom that, that, that has funding and California was able to get funding. So that's part of what, what this new bill is. It was funded by telecom. So 988, the number is funding some of the programs that will be um, beneficial for Californians to have a mobile crisis unit. So that's it's- that, That's really, I mean, even though the developer does that, um, I want the listeners to understand that what we're talking about right now is how after Miles had gotten to a lot of police, his mom was able to develop another number outside of 911. I call him 988. Uh, as she was saying, as with any law, y'all know how it works. And that's with anything. It takes time to build you know, a, a structure. But it's yeah. amazing to know that you can call somebody. And police might still show up at this point. But to know that you're still building it to a point where they will not show up. And someone has a proper training, you know, the proper care. Because Miles should still be here today. Yeah, no, thank you. As as your son too, right? I mean, and so many others. I mean, it's you know, watching those videos that you had. I mean, recognize so many faces. It's just, you know, you, like we say, we're in this club. You don't want to belong, and that's why. I mean, that's why we work so hard. You know, the work you're doing to like make sure other people know what's happening out there and other families and who who've been affected by police terrorism, and you know, that's why if we if we can remove police when they don't need to be there, right? And take away that criminalization, 
we're saving lives and that's and that's our main goal you know and and there's also some other exciting things that are happening with 988 and um, on the federal level there's a, a bill that's there in the works right now trying to get passed it's called the 988 implementation act and what that would do is it would it would help all the other states help help them get funding so the right through the through the rest of the nation because right now California has funding because we're using it through telecom. But this 988 implementation act is trying to help give states more funding so that they can have more resources to support to support families in need. That, that's what it's about. It's about you decide that you plant that seed where you're at, right? The seed's supposed to grow. Right, it wants to go and branch out. So we're not branching out to help. We always talk about our own backyard, but I don't live in your backyard. I live many miles away. But yeah. I know your story, you know Xavier's story, I know your son's story. If you can, that can that can help us out tremendously here in any state. And if you know the groundwork of how to get those things done, people will say, "We well, can just Google it." Why well, I gotta Google it? If you already got the steps for how to say, just tell us how to get things done. We're working together to get the same common goal done. Right. No, absolutely. And I, you know, I think, and the thing is, is that it really takes, it just really takes you getting in front of the right, the right people, you know, it's almost like a little cocktail of the right ingredients. And because as we know, a lot of times we're working hard, we're pushing hard to, to make change. And it, it just feels like it's not happening. Yeah. Right. I mean, cause you're not getting anywhere, you know, these, I mean, the way the system is set up, it's set up so, so we will fail and, and we will get tired. Yeah. So I, you know, I just encourage all, all other families that are in the same situation is, is, is try to create, create, you know, other people that will walk alongside with you. There's a lot of activists out there who, who, who do want to help and, and, and will by your side. But I, I did, I did notice in your, the video, you know, that a lot of people say, you know, when you're in this fight, like you're going to be, everyone's going to be with you at the, at the beginning. Right. And then everyone, and everyone tends to leave at the end. Um, but, you know, I would say that we're really just trying to keep Miles's name elevated also because he, Miles represents so many more other, mm -hmm. other people um, who have been killed by police in the same instance. Right. When they were, Miles was very 23 years old, very, you know, kind. He loved music. He was, uh, he wouldn't kill a spider. I mean, he was that gentle, you know. So for someone like my son, Miles, who wasn't a criminal, to have that type of um, response when he wasn't well is, I mean, that it, that can't be for, for, that shouldn't be for Miles and it can't be for Anybody. people that, we you had, know. Um, we had Oscar being on the show a couple months ago. His son was 12. Uh, I'm sorry, 15. He was 15 when it was wow. happening. And it was almost, and it was the same kind of instance. He was having a really horrible, horrible day. He was 15. He was going about wow. a breakup. And it was like how the police, I think within two minutes of getting to his house, they killed his son. Within two minutes, this happened wow. here in Virginia. So I'm like, what was imagine this? if we had nine eight eight available, what could have, what could have? Absolutely, yeah. And what's what was his name again? Um, his name, his his son's name is Ruben. Oh, Ruben Arena, and Oscar's his father. Oh, uh, it happened in I think 2017, I think it was. But he was 15 years old, and within two minutes of getting to their house, 
the police killed him. Not only they killed him, but then within four days of this happening, the DA decided not to indict the officers. So it's right. like, you know, we have things like that happening everywhere. I think when we yeah. get connections like this to understand, like, this can't keep happening and no one does something about it. Right, right. And that's the thing. It's so normalized now in yeah. our society. Like every day, like there's, you know, oh, there's some someone else who's, who's been killed. You know, it's not like that for us because we're in this now, right? We're in right. the fight. So for us, it's like we get killed again. Like, oh my gosh, like what happened? You know, like right. feel the pain every day. Like right. every day. I can't watch the TV sometimes, the news, because it literally puts a dagger through my heart. You know, like it just brings up so much pain again. Each time. Right? Mm-hmm. Each time, right? And it's like, but we can't normalize this. We can't normalize that you know, that people who are being killed by police, this is okay. And somehow people who don't understand and who are not in our, this club, you don't want to be in, like they don't understand and they don't get it. And then they're still going to be so like, you know, like praise the police still. Like, no, you can't, no, our, the police are here to protect and serve and to protect the most vulnerable. And the ones that are vulnerable you know, don't need to be they're down the most. Yeah, that, that's the same point. They're the ones that down the most feel like they're like doing the youngest ones hitting younger and younger and younger. Right, right. And, you know, they're coming out here and they don't have a weapon, oh. you know. So we're also looking at the criminalization of our skin color, you know. And right. and as we know, Black people are getting killed at a higher rate than, right. than white people. Um, right. People in a mental health episode are 16 times more likely to be killed by police. So we have to change. If police aren't showing up to mental health calls, then they have to train somebody different. else out there. Right, right. That's Someone who's trained. That's it. No, real fast time before we wrap it up. I want to talk about uh, your the foundation. Um, after this all happened as well, too, you guys started with the Mouse, the Mouse Health Foundation. I was saying how like that. It's all, I don't know what's on my tongue. My, I did it two times. It's the Mouse Health Foundation. Um, Melissa, if you can, I'm sorry, no, real fast, um, just I want you to flash on the screen to the foundation as far as what we're talking about. When it comes to having resources, we as family members, too, we have to build the same resources. Um, you guys take the time out, please, check this foundation out. Uh, Tom, you want to go ahead and explain to them what's going on here with the foundation and what you guys have developed here? Yeah, I mean, right now, you know, we have three buckets that really four that we're really trying to focus on is advocacy, prevention, and education, and also like, um, you know, implementation, right? So so our advocacy is, is to make sure people understand about mental illness, and a lot of people don't even know, like the symptoms. So we want people to understand that. We wanna advocate. We wanna advocate for, for others who, who um, might have been killed by police. Um, and we also, we, we really want to keep changing legislation because there's so much right. work to do in legislation still Ooh. as we, we scratch the surface, but there's so much more work to do to improve better outcomes. So we have our children can live and thrive and be here with us. Miles, Miles wants, wanted to have a family, you know, he wanted to have a family. He wanted a girlfriend. He wanted a job, you know, he wanted a dog that he had a special dog. He wanted, you know what I mean? So yeah. we just have to, um, you know, keep working. Yeah, keep working. Um, yeah, and and like I said, it's you know our main focus is 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 to decrease implicit bias, 
Journey. That which is so hard because everyone has, you know, your mind makes up that stories. Mindset, that, that mind, they will lead, and it's like when they believe that mindset, it's we call it culture conditioning. Yeah, okay. And certain parts of the culture are just like they are trained to think this way, and it's like they're gonna think that way. You can tell them this, and you can point to it and tell them, say, hey, this is not how it's supposed to be. But that mindset thinks like that. I think we gotta just keep, you know, not to let that door to it's not open. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So true. So um, all you do is keep working. So Ms. Todd, I thank you so, so, so much tonight for joining me tonight. Um, Again, Mel, just one more time, please put that, um, put the foundation that I'm telling you, like, it's, (laughs) I was so impressed when I saw the foundation page because when these things happen to us, we have rights to look, we have nothing to look for. Nothing, as far as resources are concerned. Um, so you guys, yeah. please check the Mouse Howl Foundation. I said it again, Mouse Howl Foundation out. Um, this is about mental health. Her son was killed by the police at a mental health crisis. Also look into the number 988. Also look into the number 988 as far as the national number is concerned. If you look on the screen here, the bill is up here as well. As she stated again, he's trying to get done on a national level. We talk to a lot of families who they talk about their cases, which is that's fine. But I want to learn. Um, we should all be here to learn. That's what we're all here for. People say all the time, okay, how do we make change? This is how you make change. You make change by coming on and learning what you can do, not only in the state of California, but you can take it on to your own state as well. And this town hall has done that. Um, so if you guys see the bill coming to your state, support that bill. Not only support the bill, but make sure you get it passed in your state as well. So that and you're getting enforced as well, as far as what comes out there in business. Not people, at least, like she just said, when you see bills like this being passed, they're on, they're on, they're on. Um, how do you say they're on for the assembly and whatnot? We got to mm-hmm. put support behind that. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So yes, please. Um, you know, thank you again for having me today. Um, visit us at yeah www.themousehawfoundation.org. Um, sign up for our newsletters where you can see what the things that we're doing. Um, just because we, you know, we have we're we're trying to, like I said, change change the culture um, for mental illness, for mental health, mental health, and make sure that people have safe alternatives to um, to thrive and live that don't be, that do not belong that do not involve the police. Because as we know, mother to mother, you know, has tragic consequences that. That shouldn't be so. Yeah, thank you for doing the work you're doing. I really appreciate. No, I, I thank you as well. I thank you for sharing. Um, like I said, it's it's important to build a network. Um, oftentimes we don't have. I, I've like I've I've seen different like sites before, but I'm so as far as like having the resources, having resources there, that's imperative. Um, because sometimes things are not there as far as the legislation is concerned. It is important. Um, I feel not just I I know I know it's important. For us mm-hmm. to build the laws and whatnot, the change. That's how we get accountability and justice. We can't bring our kids back. And I understand that. I, I, I understand that. I accept that. But I do know they're working for change. It's how we're going to make change. And I believe that. I really, yeah. really believe that. I really believe that. So let me stop because I'm going to get my feelings. <laughs> but I thank you so much for tonight. Because like I said, it, it's about seeing that change there for real. That, that's truly what it's about. 
That's the because yes. we, we can we can we can achieve that. Yo, we can't have that mind the thief. We cannot. Yeah. You know, so I thank you for this you done as well. So like keep pushing forward because you inspired me as well. Uh, thank you. I'm inspired by you too. So thank you. All right, Miss Tom. Oh, you guys, please check her website out. Oh, real fast. How about a picture? A real fast. Okay, look at your mouse up real fast if you don't mind. Can we get off this? Hmm. There he is. <laughs> Got really in tears, man. I'm like, ah, yeah, I'm just trying to get it together. <laughs> so there's there's Miles, you guys. Y'all, <laughs> please be sure to check out her website tonight. And it's not just a website, it's a foundation. About building a community. Um, we have good people tell us how we don't have the resources. Well, here you go. Here's the resource right here. You can support this mom and keep in mind it's not, she did, she made sure that it didn't stop us in California. She made sure this is a nationwide thing. We see all the time about people getting killed by the police and mental health crisis. Mm-hmm. So 988, it's real simple. 988, you can call that number. As she said already, it's not always developed, it's still coming up whatnot but because she's still working so help this mom still work you guys uh you all good night thank you all see you next week bye thank you good night yeah, uh, that you turn them off that that means you're guilty period well and, and i saw an interview when in regards to my son because you know Kim Potter came in after my son's murder and told those officers to turn their body-worn cameras off. And when I saw uh, one of the news stories about one of the people on the other side talking about it, this is what he said. So the reason for the body-worn cameras is to capture the interaction with the public. So his logic was once that murders happen and then we've turned it off, then we're done dealing with the public. Now we're, you know, trying to do our little cover up. Yeah, <laughs> just my words, my words. Yeah, yeah. But as far as I'm concerned, uh, you know, being in that situation, it's as important as to see what happened that took my son from me. But it's almost as important or, or more important to see what happened exactly afterwards. Mm-hmm.